Welcome everybody to the second episode of Two Twins and a Mic. So we've uh, received a lot of feedback from you guys from our first podcast and uh, we really appreciate the, the input. And so what some of the learnings that we have is um, there's preference for us to keep it just about like a one hour podcast. And um, so my brother and I were also just playing around with the setup. So the reason we're holding the microphone to our faces today is it just sounds a lot clearer and hopefully down the line we'll invest in like more sophisticated um, equipment so that it's very clear and just, you know, nice and easy to listen to on, on Spotify or whatever. Um, and yeah, there's a bit of white noise. So my brother is cleaning with his wife the house today so we can hear the, um, what is it called? The, um, the, the washing machine. So, you know, it's Sunday. I mean, we kind of use Sunday to kind of clean the house and all of that. So my wife is actually upstairs. You might even be hearing and maybe listening into the conversation. Hopefully it keeps her entertained. We asked her to kind of find a quiet spot for an hour and make herself um, um, not to well, We don't want her to be too noisy, but I don't think you'll be able to hear the washing machine because this particular mic, I think, is a directional mic. So I'll be surprised if it does get picked up. I just want to say, so, you know what, this is episode two of Two Twins and a Mic. I mean, both very excited to be here again. Um, like Eli was saying, we had a lot of good feedback, some some of it quite constructive as well. Uh, one thing I noticed about myself, and I think you pointed it out in the previous podcast, was my voice is actually lower. And you know what, guys, I did, I did definitely come across as a bit more rigid, and it's not something that went over me. Uh, I, I don't know why. I was like, to my brother, I'm like, what is it about me specifically? He's like, well, you know what? I've been doing TikTok videos where I kind of talk to um, a camera, um, you know, basically no one. And he's more, he's more familiar with the format. So I'm hoping that I can kind of loosen up, be a bit less rigid. Um, I know it's a bit weird. We're going to be passing around the mic um, back and forth just, just so that we can get a better sound quality. We did mention previously that this is a $79 mic, you know. I did look online. I'm supposed to be... be I think I was supposed to get a condenser mic. Right. Um, but hey guys, you know what? Something to rem remember in the future. Never rush into anything. Um, do your research beforehand. But also at the same time, I was going to think, I was thinking to myself, in life, and maybe we can start the, con the conversation here, um, rather than waiting for that perfect moment, for, you know, for that perfect piece of equipment and everything to be aligned in the right way, just just go for it and, and start, you know, we might not have had the hundreds of dollars that we needed for a condenser mic, um, but this is good for now. You know, people can listen to us on Spotify and, you know, it might be a little bit inconvenient passing it back and forth, but we'll come up with our own system of um, flagging the other one. We want to jump in and, and speak. So, yeah. So what are, what are your thoughts about, you know, when you want to kind of you have an idea in life? And, you know, you're wait, waiting for that perfect moment. Because I think it was you who just said, you know what, this is fine. We have a bit of this. We have the light here. We have that. Let's just go for it and, and start, not kind of drag it along. Yeah. Um, let me just start by saying that I actually like the idea of passing the mic from one person to the other. Because what's actually that's forcing me to do is to actively sit there silently and listen while the other person is speaking. And I agree, I'm, I'm struggling right now because I normally jump in, but you're right. Now I'm like having to wait for you to kind of finish what you have to say before I kind of chime in. And that's, and that's the interesting thing, guys, because like I'm a big believer that everything, there's no such thing as coincidences and everything happens for a reason. So like I know for a fact that um, jumping into conversations is one of the biggest, um, let's just call it, qualities i don't want to be negative about it and say shortcomings but it is something that we need to definitely work on and improve yeah. so when you were talking the entire time i like was thinking in my head oh yeah like i would normally jump in just yeah. there and just there and just there and just there but now this is going to train our brains um to be like okay and and discipline us to be like let me listen within like with full attention and consciousness while the other person is speaking and let me just keep in the back of my mind what he's talking about and then i'll, I'll raise that with the individual uh, or when it comes to my turn. And I think this is the kind of the frustration that Joe Rogan also sometimes has with his um, guest speakers, which is, you know, he's a very good listener, 
but like you know sometimes it can get a bit messy like trying to listen to the other person um well you see there's a lot of interjections but anyways i'm going to jump in and i think it's very interesting that you raise the idea of or the theme that you know you should just basically jump into an initiative even if all the components are not perfect right so i i was actually um driving to um, a competition in five doc for bjj yesterday and i was i picked up one of my teammates and um so we obviously that day recorded like a, a bunch of the activities and the things that were happening and i'm the type of person like look i i will just record it and i will use you know tiktok or some basic editing software and just put it up on instagram put it up on whatever because for me it's just i, I live in the like the moment you know what i mean like i like i don't need or well, i used to be a perfectionist that's i've obviously come a long way but the point what i'm trying to make is so we're in the car and we're driving and um she had the video of like one of our colleagues he won gold and you know he's on the podium and everything and she's recorded it and we're in we're driving in the car like on the in the car back and she was just she spent i think a good half an hour trying to find the right song to put in the background um you know for that video and then post on instagram and then like yeah, there were just moments in the car she's like then she was just stop uh basically like trying to find the right song and i'm like well why did you just stop and she's like i just can't do what you do i just wish i can like i wish i could just um you know just upload something or just you know like not have to overthink about like what song i basically want to put on and like i just thought it was really interesting like i'm just because part of you thinks well um because i think now that i'm used to it, it's like it's fine like whatever's like you know people think what is whatever people think so my question to you is why do you think people kind of hesitate or they um overthink these things like what is it that's happening in their mind again because our podcast is all about you know asking that question why Mm -hmm. and it is about human behavior and psychology and you know it's not it's never it's not necessarily a negative thing like we're just trying to understand you know why people do what they do and I thought that was an interesting thing. Um, what, what do you think was going through her mind when she was overthinking it or kind of doubting herself? I definitely think it's very similar to what we have or had. And um, she's a perfectionist and we grew up as perfectionists. And I think that stems from, um, you know, uh, you know, like she's expressed to me that she's, she had, she's had strict parents. So I think when you have um, strict parents in the sense of like, you need to really do well in life. Mm. Um, you feel like there's no room for failure and like that first starts off with obviously in terms of your studies um and then it kind of the problem is through diffusion osmosis whatever you want to call it it leaks into other aspects of your life unintentionally so you start to think well i got to do everything perfect you know i need to have the perfect video or the perfect outfit the perfect look the perfect relationship everything starts to need to meet this like very unrealistic standard because you know we've been just basically um hammered as children you know it's just like like there's no room for failure and i think it's so interesting because um like in my new job like one of the blessings is my director will always say to me um it's like just fail it's okay just fail you know i mean and i always just thought that was such a weird thing um, and even in just in the last role that I was in when I switched um, teams, um, I had another director who said to me the same thing, which is just like, like why she was trying to basically promote me into higher role. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm, I'm there yet. You know what I mean? And she's like, she could see obviously that I had the capabilities, but I was like, but what if I fail? You know what I mean? And she's like, she, I remember she just looked at me strangely and she's like, this is on video call. And she's like, well, it's okay to fail. You know, she's like, just fail fast. I mean, I don't think that's healthy either. But let's, let's be honest. Do you think they apply that same advice to themselves? Like, it's easy to tell another human being, hey, look, it's not a big deal. You know, people make mistakes. You know, it's okay. Um, and we, I think even I'm guilty of that, even though personally behind closed doors, I think I'm thinking to myself, you know what? You can't make a mistake. But definitely I'll go up to a stranger. I'm like, you know what? You've tried, you, you tried your best. Of course, you know, there's no, fe- there's no mm-hmm. harm in failing. Yeah. And um, I think, yeah, so I'm, I'm a, I'm, I, I know that I'm guilty of that. I'm not sure if other people are guilty of that. But, you know, you, 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 we did start off pretty interesting. Sorry, you did start it off pretty interesting when you were saying, like, again, you think it's like bits to do with the fact that when you were growing up, um, there was this kind of 
implied view that you can't make mistakes and that you have to be perfect but the question is because you know what let's let's be fair and balanced did your parents or did her parents ever say to her you have to be perfect you can't make a mistake Mm. or is it something that just sits there in the person's mind and head because maybe as a child you had this idea that you know you know my parents they're struggling a bit in life you know it's again if they're immigrants it's a it's a new country or like you kind of see them going through the motions of life and you know in general life is hard it doesn't matter whether you're born in the country that you reside in and you're part of the culture and you speak the language and all that life itself let's be honest guys is hard and all that you were watching as a child was basically your parents growing up because mm. you're in your own headspace right you're just you're not seeing that these people like they might have been in their 20s they might have been in their early 30s you know i'm i'm 31 right now i'm still learning i'm still growing i still get stressed um i still get overwhelmed and so i don't think a lot of people realize it. so it was only my sister that kind of pointed it out the other day she was like you know sometimes you got to be easy on people for the simple fact that you forget that they they're still navigating life you know it's not like all of a sudden they've they've kind of hit this growth point they've grown up and then that's it you know they know all the answers and they know what to say and they know what to do mm. um so i can understand when you said you know it is this kind of belief that they couldn't make a mistake or things had to be perfect but i think maybe we're also a bit we're oversimplifying it to an extent um it's it's probably a response that a person's kind of assumed mm-hmm. that if I do things right, that's just one less stress, mm. you know, mm. but it all comes down to the, cause, cause I'm sure a lot of parents will be like, but I never said be perfect. Yeah. You know, I never told you to do that. Yeah. It's definitely something that also resides in the human mind. hundred percent. I actually didn't think about it that way. And um, yeah, I appreciate that perspective because um, you're right. Like our parents didn't say that you had to, um, you know, like, I guess, you know, be a lawyer or be an engineer or be a this. I mean, that, that that's what they hoped for us. You know, that's what they obviously that's desired why. because as any parent, you want the best for your child. Um, I completely agree with that, in fact. And I think you're right in the sense of maybe, you know, we need to be fair to others in the sense of like we're all really growing in our journey. And like you said, we're 31 and you you, know, you still feel like you have a lot to learn. And you don't have life figured out. So like, you know, for anyone who's like in their early 20s or even, you know, younger than that, um, or even in the you know, early, mid, whatever, late 20s, like, yeah, I would don't, like, I know it sounds cliche, but it's just like, it legitimately makes a lot of sense, which is like, don't really stress over the fact that you don't have everything figured out because um, I don't think there's going to be any point in time where you're like, yep, it all clicks. I know everything, you know, I've got the manual sorted. Like you, as, as, I think as you keep growing older and older, you start to realize like you have less and less control over a lot of aspects of your life. And I think that's like, that's the issue with being a perfectionist almost. It's like you have to start to learn how to let go of that control. Mm. Um, and I think that control comes from like, you know, like you said, the parents never really said you have to be blah, 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 blah. But like when your parents um, come from another country and trying to set up their lives in a new country, like there's obviously a lot of pressure involved in that, right? So they're in a survival state. And so like you said, like you you don't want to make their life any more difficult than it needs to be. So you try to attain perfection because you're like, you're thinking from your perspective, well, that's one less thing they have to stress about. Um, so it is an implied pressure. Um, I would say actually, in fact, to a large degree that we've placed on ourselves. Um, yeah. So like, but wouldn't you say that's like many things in life? Cause I, th- I feel like myself personally, I've experienced a fair few moments in my life where people were like, but I never asked you. I never, th- I never kind of had this view that I wanted you to be like this, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like, for a lot of people, the way we react or respond to situations in a way isn't necessarily something that's requested of us. 
Um, but more, it's more like, how do I kind of manage this situation? How do I um, kind of protect myself mm. and like make things a little bit smoother? And, you know, what's the big, like you said, what's the big deal if you just upload the crappiest video that you possibly can? Because you, I think you're the one that told me um, when Joe Rogan, and I actually went back in time and I listened mm. to his first podcast. Um, when he started his first podcast, to be fair, it wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything um, great in terms of the sound quality. The conversation itself was interesting, but it wasn't anywhere near as profound. And the people he would interview were quite kind of the same people initially. It was these mm. comedians and his, I guess it was more or less his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was interesting. But look at him now, you know, he's a few thousand podcasts in. And that's kind of, you know... And now he's he's got a hundred million deal, hundred million dollar deal with Spotify, yeah. but that's at the very beginning he didn't think to himself, you know, I got to get the sound quality right and the conversations right and have the right people and different people and have interesting conversations, um, and that's something that I'm I'm kind of very impressed with Joe Rogan himself. He he doesn't seem to kind of stick in his he's not stuck in his head, and I feel like a lot of successful people in life, they've they've kind of known that secret for some time. And um, actually, just, yep. I'm just going to like pick up the mic on there because I think I can, I have an idea in terms of why he is the way he is. And I know like people are going to be like, you're just very, you're becoming obsessive about MMA um, and like, you know, all this stuff. But like, like I legitimately think that the reason Joe Rogan um, cannot overthink a situation or he has like an ability to not overthink that situation is because with, mixed martial arts it actually trains you and like i've been coached by like um you know like received instructions from the coaches in terms of this which is just like you you have to get out of your head you mean you're overthinking it so like i remember i got graded down during my first stripe for the white belt because um the feedback was like i could see you thinking like i need you not to not think like you should just be essentially just um not reacting but like it should be fluid and i think like as obviously i think joe rogan's a black belt so um and he's had you know before he started his podcast he was you know he had several years of experience so i think what that early training taught his brain was just like you he taught himself it's just like you can't be stuck in your head you know what I mean if you get stuck in your head you're going to get choked out or something like you know it's you're going to get submitted like you can't overthink it. you have to like essentially use your intuition and just go with the flow I think that's such a good point because you just reminded reminded me of this um, Moroccan saying by uh, this this um, his name is Sheikh Hamza Yusuf, and basically he would say in Arabic, not translate. He's like um, in life, basically, Now I butchered that my Arabic isn't that great, guys. But um, to translate it means relax your mind and learn to swim mm. because when you start to panic, that's when you drown. Yeah. You know, and you're talking about relaxing your mind or getting out of your own head. Again, that's like also reminded me of um, that 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 bit um, from the Last Samurai with um, oh, yes, Tom yeah. Cruise, and then the the Japanese guys like to Tom Cruise, you know, too much mind, mm. too much mind. You know, like mm. get out of your yeah. get out of your head. And let's how how many of us are truly are in our own heads? Like, you know, a lot of things happen in life. Like again, we said from childhood and all that stuff. But even if things didn't necessarily happen to you. It's so easy sometimes to get lost in your mind because it's almost like it's like that safe space. You know, you feel like if you can control the situation in your mind and you're playing these scenarios, somehow you've actually changed what's actually happening in the real world, but you're not, you know. I completely agree. And that's like the journey that I've been on um, as an overthinker. (laughs) Not that I should be putting any labels, but um, it's, yeah, like I I realized something and it's, it's these like, um, realizations have been hitting me a lot lately like in the last several months and like weeks which is just like um, I sometimes because like if I do start to get into my head right I what happens is I build narratives and stories and then I think that's the truth right and and then I realize um, then you interact with people and stuff and it's just like it's completely wrong you know what I mean and you're just like like, but why, like, why is it, like, why is my brain trying to think this way? You know what I mean? And, like, um, as an example, like, 
I was saying earlier, like I love posting stuff up, you know, on Insta, like TikTok. That's, an, I think, our natural, at least me, me personally. I, I try to think it's a we because we're twins, but like, I I do like creating content. I do like making videos. I do like that creative aspect to like to my personality. Like, it's it's very suppressed, and it's just something like I want to do. You know what I mean? And like, I remember we, we were at the competition, and the guys were all joking. They're just like, you know, you like you keep uploading stuff, blah 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 blah. Like initially, I, like there was a part of me in my brain that wanted to be like, oh, that's a negative thing. Like they're criticizing you. You know what I mean? Um, but like I've obviously like come a long way and, and, and progressed in terms of like my mindset that I was just like, like I could easily fight it off and, and, and say to my brain like, no, this is completely wrong. Like you're trying to build this narrative that's not even there, you know? And, you know, if I can just jump onto that, I like that you mentioned that because I'm actually not that different in, in that sense. Sometimes, you know, Say, for example, you guys will find this funny, but, um, and, and shout out to Bianca from, from work. Um, I basically was showing her the, uh, the podcast that my brother and I first did. And, and she said something interesting because they're like, oh, I, I didn't know you're, you're a twin, right? And then her and um, her other colleague, Effie, who was sitting next, next to her, they found the, um, the video on YouTube because they wanted to see, see my brother. And, and then I, I think I went to the bathroom or something like that. And I can't remember. And I, oh, oh, I went back to my desk and then I came back later. And then they were like, I was like, so what do you think? Like, you know, I was actually referring to the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it seems like the format is good and all of that stuff. And they're like, I can't believe you, how similar, you know, you, you, you both look. But, but um, I, could, I could kind of sense it in Bianca's voice. She's like, she was trying to be polite. She thought it might have, this is my head, by the way. This is me in my head. Actually, I said sensed it. This is me interpreting things in a weird way. She was like, "Actually, but I think you're um, you're darker than your brother." And you know, guys, I'm not gonna lie. Like, a part of me got offended. I don't even know why. I don't even know why I got offended, right? Yeah. And and I was like, "This is the way the ego or like low self esteem." Because you know, like, I'll be I'll be real. In Middle Eastern culture, you know, you've been conditioned to believe that. You know the fairer you are similar to south asians and probably even asians in general as well um that the fairer your skin the more beautiful you are mm. and but I, I didn't look at it in terms of beauty my, <laughs> my 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 response was oh yeah you know uh but my i, I feel like because my skin's sun damaged a lot and like my when i went to this beautician with my wife once she she um she told me that I had a lot of sun damage and to be fair like I don't he, he, he kind of maintains a really good skin routine I, I don't I don't put sunscreen every day as frequently or, or kind of look after my skin but the point is she wasn't even saying it in an offensive way because Bianca gets um, tans she mm. gets like she purposely goes to get tanned mm. what do you call it the um, sun tanning spray, tanning sprays right um, so that she could look darker and then, but when she said that later on, I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why did I even feel the need to like justify if I'm darker, I'm darker, you know? And it's obvious like you get darker because you're in the sun more in life. But why did that, why did that bother me? And then the thing is like how you're saying with the BJJ and like people like, oh, Eli, you know, you're posting a lot of videos, but they could have literally meant that in the most positive way. They're like, you know, maybe in the back of their mind, oh, I wish I could do the same or like, you know, it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there. I completely agree, and um, I'll, I'll just I'll just quickly pick up on the BJJ when I get to your one. But like, so um, what I realized, everyone's just like some person made a comment that you're basically the like the the videographer or photographer of the group. Like you know, like you're that guy. Like that's what they essentially meant. Like it, what, I don't think it was meant in a negative way, but I, that's why I think it's just funny um, how we choose to interpret things. You know what I mean? Like you have the. The, you have the choice to either interpret it positively or negatively and it's just funny that sometimes your brain chooses to feed negativity as opposed to positivity you know what i mean so it is a choice how you choose to react the comment whether you choose to take it personally right in a positive way or a negative way so the interesting thing with the like the story about you like bianca and 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 the, and the tan is like i think that also comes from the fact that we live in a society of comparison you know what I mean? Like you're always being compared against somebody. Like you said, you know, beauty means lighter skin, you know, I don't know, brown hair, 
like, I don't know, a sharp nose, a tiny nose, whatever it is, you know what I mean? And it's just like, that, that, that's so unhealthy for the person's self-esteem. And I don't think it's just a person has low self-esteem. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I just think sometimes society, like, um, really makes you question your own value. And it's not to say that that means you don't have a strong sense of value, you know what I mean? But when you're bombarded with, like, images, sound bites, um, you know, even just compar- like personal comparisons, like that obviously takes a toll. Like that's, these are inputs that your body can't necessarily just ignore because your body is designed to survive. You know what I mean? So your body is thinking or your brain is thinking, well, you know, to fit into the tribe, you know what I mean? Because you need to stay in the tribe to stay alive and safe. You know, what do I need to do? Like what standards do I need to meet? You know, and so that's the problem, right? The problem isn't the individual. The problem is the society's, the values that it's, it's prioritizing and it's valuing. And that's the toxicity and that's the, that's the harm, you know? So like the fact that we start to develop this inner critic in our head is not a reflection necessarily of our own like internal um, state. It's actually a re- reflection of the external state and the toxicity of society, you know? So I, I think that's, it's really important that a person learns to um, be able to detach and say, I'm actually happy the way I am or whatever, because like, I don't need to necessarily meet society's standards or these general collective standards. And, and you're actually quite right and reminded me of something that I, I kind of have come across recently. So there's this really like, popular um speaker online and i think he's like some indian mystic guru his name is Sadhguru, and to be fair the guy's a very clever guy um he has a lot of wisdom behind him and i think he was um i can't remember who he was speaking with and they were talking about like anger Mm. and like why people get upset and all at the end of the day it really does come down to um how you choose to interpret something and how you choose to react to it because he said, and I, I really like this example was, I could literally, um, I can, I'm, I'm looking at you right now, mm. and I can start cussing you out in Hindi, and literally say like, you're, you know, you're a piece of blah blah blah, you know, you're as ugly as whatever, uh, blah blah. But I'm speaking in Hindi, you don't speak in Hindi, but I'm saying all of this with a smile, and then you just see me smiling, right? But you don't know I'm cussing you out and your family and your existence, but all you see me is smiling now you're choosing to react to the situation based on kind of like how I'm my body language, but you don't know what I'm saying and you don't know it's harmful. But if you knew truly what I was saying, your reaction would be quite, um, you know, one, you would be shocked mm. Two, you would, you would be like, how rude. And you might get up and leave or you might, you know, retaliate and, and cuss that person back. But that's the thing in life. It, and, and it is, I know it's this cliche. They're like, life is not what life is not what you do sorry life is what happens to you i'm trying to remember what the life saying is how you react uh, I'll, I'll get it guys you. something something is like i feel like it's like how you react to something and not how you yeah do. life isn't what happens it's to you life. it's how you react to what happens to you yeah. right because because terrible things will always like let's not say it's say terrible things happen. but you know what life isn't going to be always perfect it's not going to always go smoothly you know you know you could be the best employee at a company and then that is out of like something out of your hands or outside of your control like the company goes under Mm. right because the product that they're selling or the service they're selling is no longer required but you're like but i did it all right and you know everyone was working really hard blah blah blah. that's fine you know it's just some things are outside of your control, but it's how you choose to react and respond to that situation. You're like, you know what? Okay, I tried my best. I had a good couple of years at that company. I've made some good money, made some good friends, you know, and this is, just a, this is a chance for me to do something either different or to go somewhere else and to kind of grow. Um, and I think, I think that's kind of the mentality that a lot of people need to have, including myself. Um, it's so easy to kind of, get stuck where you find yourself reacting to situations because when you're reacting to a situation you're no longer in control Mm -hmm. and when you're when you're choosing to look at things from a kind of 
it is it is a negative point of view um you're naturally going to make a lot of bad and poor choices right at least that's how I, i look at it because you could someone could literally be offending me right now and my reaction could be quite aggressive and hostile and you know cutting them off and all of this stuff but all i literally did was i absorbed all that negative energy right whereas i'm not saying if someone's being rude to you aggressive or, or taking advantage of you just kind of like adopt a toxic positive as they call it toxic positivity where you're like yeah ha 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 it's all good it's fine like this is not a big deal no if that's what's happening what is what we're saying is it's how you react to a situation like you know what you you make your your boundary clear you're like hey look i don't really appreciate the way you're talking to me i think you're being quite rude please stop done right if they stop then go back to being positive again you're like thank you i appreciate that yeah. you know don't linger on or hold on to that that kind of negative um energy yeah i, I think that's a really really good point and i'll just give an example of something that recently happened like i think it was two weeks ago to me um so i'm driving uh, my car i'm exiting the house and we live um in a street where the road is very narrow right and so there's cars parked on each side and so i'm driving down this street and then down the street there's a car and there's two tradesmen um basically they're facing the side of their car putting their tools away and whatnot so i i stopped my car because i wanted to wait because i don't want to hit them there's not enough space right for me to to keep driving through and you know these these traders you know um you know traders have a reputation right so like i'm i'm trying to do the right thing because i'm valuing and prioritizing their life so i'm just i've got my car stopped there and they look at me and i'm looking at them I'm just like waiting for them to just clear the road just so i can pass and anyways so i just kept staring at them until like he basically both of them went to the back of their car and then i drove past because then i had enough space so as i'm driving past i look in my rearview mirror the guy's one of them specifically is just insane like just honestly like um i don't want to swear but like bat crazy right he like starts gesturing 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 with his body like like imagine a wild ape guys like legitimately a wild ape like going like this and his face like if you saw the way his eyes were popping out of his head and like he just the level of aggression on his face like um and then i saw him like you know like and then he just spits to the right on the floor you mean this is all in the rearview mirror like like just to show you how like they act all tough this is why you should never be intimidated um by you know these type of people because it's all it's all just like all posturing you mean they could he could have reacted to me while i was waiting for him you know i mean but he chose as until i went away because he's a weak man right or he's just he's just like whatever i don't want to delve into it right now but um yeah so he gets all aggressive and then he spits on the floor and then i just remember like because i saw that like i had this internal rage and anger that wanted to come out and be like like because i was like on your point absorbing his rage and anger like there's obviously something mentally wrong with this individual for him to react this way like it is not normal for for like a person would be courteous and be like well thank you for like you know um prioritizing my life and respecting you know me enough that you're you don't want to hit me with your car but because this person is mentally deranged they're reacting this way and they've got all this anger and whatever and they're just you know trying to be like i'm a macho man like you know like i, I didn't want to move to the side but like i don't know there's something wrong there right but like i was i absorbed that anger i remember in that moment i was just like i could feel the rage festering like like how could you react like why are you reacting this way like why are you behaving like this you know so like I'm reacting to his reaction. Like I felt it. Like it just made me want to like, um, like part of me just like stop the car and like be like, you know, you're an effing idiot. You know, yeah, like, like you up. know, grow up. Like what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's just that part of you. And I think some sometimes like I've had people express this to me too. Like you know, it's hard to let go of a grudge sometimes. And it's just like I don't. I also personally don't know where it comes from. Like that feeling of like not being able to let go of that grudge because like i felt that like it was like there was anger inside of me and just like at that reaction you know what i mean um but the interesting thing is like i was actually on my way driving to to class for training and so as soon as like i and i was thinking about it up until 
like I actually got to the academy and then at the end of the day I have to be present you know when I'm training and I just completely forgot about it and that feeling passed the anger um, but it just shows you like the power of um, you know absorbing somebody else's negative energy but also the power of like not holding on to it and like finding a way and obviously over time training yourself to kind of like let that feeling pass through you and don't hold on to it because like if I held on to it, like I, I honestly like I hated the feeling like like it's you can sometimes feel it like that that anger coursing through your veins. Yeah. Like that's not a great feeling, you know? And and I, I definitely um can see why you would feel initially quite frustrated. And so maintaining your or protecting that energy or your aura is very, very hard in a world where I would say there's a lot of angry people, a lot of damaged people, a lot of hurt people, you know, and like you're a normal guy, you know, going about your day, you know, and again, being very considerate of others and see, it's all a matter of interpretation. Like people choose to interpret things in life based on how they currently feel. At least that's how I think, you know, I I just want to quickly, I just want to quickly jump in because if we think about it in in his in his mind his interpretation of that incident is basically he's disrespecting me yeah. i'm i don't move for anyone yeah. i you know he everyone moves for me <laughs> and and, and the, the reason is probably this guy might might be disrespected by his wife at home and he feels belittled so in the into the outside world you know he's trying to reclaim this kind of like strength and you know you you might think to yourselves oh these tradies but you know a lot of the women they're with like seem like very kind of like feminine seem being the key word right but like behind closed doors or even maybe not not even the case this guy has a lot of like self-esteem issues and she's a ball buster and she's like you know you're hopeless you're worthless you need to get you need to make more money because i can buy this prada bag gucci bag whatever you know kind of that and i'm not saying that's how they all are I'm, I'm, i'm generalizing but i'm saying that's one possible scenario or this guy can feel so emasculated at work because he's dealing with other guys who are even more kind of like, I wouldn't even say high on testosterone, but it's probably a very kind of testosterone charged environment where it's very primal and every guy is trying to one up the other, trying to go up that dominance hierarchy. I think you also might be completely right there because his mate was next to him. Mm. So sometimes people do things because they have a crowd or an audience, something otherwise they may not have ever done. Right. So that's that's what it's important actually to be conscious of that. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. What was what's happening? And that's the thing. But like you're in the car and in the moment, you're not sitting there psychoanalyzing and thinking and taking all these variables into account. You're like, wow, that was extremely rude for me being considerate. And then and that's why it's so important to protect your energy, because what I was alluding to earlier was. If, if a person is genuinely happy with their life and they have a kind of a very positive and healthy mindset, you know, some people, they want to they want to actually truly convince you like, yeah, my life is great. Everything's great. You know, everything with my wife or my partner is great. You know, my job is great. Like they're just putting on this front, but you see how they react to certain situations or you see how they like someone might say something to them and they'll take it as a slight against them. And like the, the smallest thing, or they'll be like, well, what did you mean by that? Or they'll get overly enraged by something that's so innocuous and so innocent. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the, what happened to you for you to be like this? Because I'm telling you guys, there is no way any human being that's truly happy and has a great life and is vibing with everyone, you know, and just really loves the world. They don't have this, anger of festering or inside of them or this resentment like if that uh, if that guy that tradie was a normal person who was genuinely happy he'd be like wow that's a really thank yeah, you man like true. thank you for like for thinking about me like let me move out of the way and he might even say to you like you know have a great day and i really appreciate you know because that's how a, that's how a normal person a regulated, person a regulated person would respond whereas a dysregulated human being right who has god knows what issues behind them right will be like what uh, uh, you know like that's not normal that's not normal even say for example uh, uh like i'm at an event right and someone makes an like in from their perspective an innocent comment right they'll be like oh you know um you live in this area you know 
I think it's a great area. But then, then, then you might take it the wrong way because you, you might think to yourself, are they trying to say like I'm poor? Are they trying to say that my area is like a ghetto or is dangerous or blah, blah, blah. And this person genuinely could be in like, it's just something innocent they might, because they're not familiar with the area. They're like, oh, he's a bit dangerous or that. But that person takes it the wrong, like you take it the wrong way and then you over overreact. Whereas you could simply, if you're truly secure, you're truly kind of in your own frame and you're grounded and you, you're controlling how you choose to react to situations by changing your mindset mm. by saying, actually, this person doesn't really know much about, um, you know, my area. They grew up in a very different suburb. Their experience is different. And you just come from a part, from a place of like compassion and understanding, like, actually, let me explain to you. It's not like this. And there are other people, to be honest, who do have kind of nefarious intentions and they have, they're trying to be underhanded. But you might pick up on that. You might realize, yeah, this person is being underhanded. But how you cho- choose to react to that situation, you might be like, let me play dumb, right? And let me just say to myself, this guy, this person isn't trying to be nefarious or whatever, underhanded. But you know what? I don't really like what, what, where they're trying to get to. And you just go quiet, you know? And watch them kind of panic and backtrack. Uh, I'll disagree with that. Yeah. Like, And the reason I'll disagree with that is because that's... For me, that's manipulation. I don't think a person needs to um, put themselves to that standard. So um, I agree with you in the sense of one, yes, sometimes like it's important to recognize that people make comments and there, there's no other intention behind that comment. It's just a lack of understanding or sometimes people just, you know, um, no, in the sense that sometimes people just don't have a filter and they just say whatever comes to their mind. Wow. You know what I mean? So somebody might say, oh, you know, you've got, you've got a big zit on your, your cheek. I don't think that the intention there is to hurt the person. It's just that that person is just like, you know, what they see is what they say. You know what I mean? Now, yes, it's true. Like you have to be mindful. Like we're not, we're not naive. You know, there are, there are people in society who, um, you know, can be quite mean, can be quite hurtful, do have in, hidden intentions, you yeah. know, and it's important to recognize that, but also to one, you give the person, this is why the point of difference, you give the person the benefit of the doubt. So yeah. you say like, in your head, you're like, look, I have, my intuition is saying, maybe, you know, you're not as nice or as, you know, as innocent as you are trying to now project in this current moment. But um, I'm going to keep giving you the benefit of the doubt, but conscious of that fact, right? Um, and if you start to cross the line, I'm just going to call you out on it, right? right? right, right. So I'm not, I'm not going to play dumb and whatever. Like, you know, that's, that's a very passive way of approaching it. So just one sec. Um, but the better approach is just like, all right, keep talking. You know what I mean? But like at some point, I'm going to have to call you out because I can see what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? And I'm saying, I'm going to tell you. It's like, okay, it seems like you have an issue with me living in this area. I don't know why, right. you know? Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you keep basically uh, you know, saying negative things. And to be honest, that doesn't resonate well with me. And I don't appreciate that. Um, it makes me feel blah, 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 blah. And if they can't respect your feeling, then the honest truth is you back, you leave that person alone. Like you move away, you take your energy and you walk away because that person is not respecting you, is not respecting your feelings, you know, and is from, you know, logically you could say is perhaps not a very good person at that present time, you know, and needs to work on themselves and, and whatever. Mate, that is so true. I'm, I'm glad that you said that because sometimes I'm not going. I'm not going to um, pretend that I don't. I can become passive aggressive, guys, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people out there can because it's weird. Because even though someone's, you know, someone is disrespecting you, right? Or they're saying something with the intention of like hurting you. But when we adopt this kind of passive aggressive approach, you're like almost trying to be polite in a way. You're like, I don't want to. I don't want to call this person out and say, yeah, it's kind of a people pleasing attitude. But you're like. And I was just thinking to myself in that moment when you were saying that, I was like, why exactly? Why would I do that? Why would I be trying to preserve or be kind of somewhat diplomatic with this person that's outright trying to be rude, right? And, you know, we said we'll give them the benefit of the doubt because I like when you said that first, give them the benefit of the doubt and then maybe make it clear, hey, look, maybe you, you, you misunderstood, you right? And then you explain it and then they keep digging and pushing and digging. And you're like, okay, I can see what their intentions are because I gave them a chance. And now they're just kind of pushing that frontier a little bit more, a little bit more, seeing that, seeing how far can they be disrespectful, mm. right? How far can they push that that boundary? And then when you start picking up on that, you say to yourself exactly what Eli was saying. Hey, like, 
you know, I can, I don't really appreciate the way you're speaking to me. Mm. And you start calling them out. And you're like, I find it to be quite rude, you know? And if that person is a truly decent human being, they're like, they would naturally straight away backtrack and apologize. Like, look, I didn't mean it like that. Sorry. Clarify you know, let me clarify it, you know, and, and, and you being a decent person, you'd be like, look, I, I can understand why you might've, um, I might've misunderstood, you know? But if that person kind of like, again, tries to come up with these weird kind of convoluted, rounded explanations for their behavior, even though like they're not backtracking and saying, look, I apologize because obviously um, you interpreted it, you know, but that's not what I meant. Mm. You know, let bygones be bygones mm. and, and continue with your life. But if, if, if they continue drilling down and, and, and they're trying to undermine you, that says more, more about them than you. And your best response in that situation would be to say, you know what? Hey, look, I'm just going to leave right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel comfortable. And maybe that person will come around one day yeah. and then people have in the past and they'll, they'll apologize and like, look, I would like to move forward. I was immature. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown and I can understand, you know, I wouldn't want to be spoken to like yeah, this. Sure. And maybe it was like, maybe they felt insecure in the moment, you know, shit testing you as, mm-hmm. as some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, because weirdly enough, sometimes people will, uncomfortable with themselves yeah and they're trying to establish dominance i, I don't know it's up i mean there's a lot i mean there's probably like people you know are complex. people are complex creatures like to understand a person's history like it's it's very difficult especially to do it in the moment when you just you've just met a person or you know like you might have known a person but you don't know a person truly because you know they don't share those aspects of themselves um but I think the most important lesson here is, and it's not like we're, we're sitting on a pedestal and saying, well, oh, you know, we're perfect. No, no, no. <laughs> Far from it, right? Like we all, we all, we're all human and we all are um, fallible. So we make mistakes. You know what I mean? And we, and, and we have our moments where it's just like the ego gets the better of the person, right? So you can become passive aggressive or, um, you know, you can like the, the, those shadow aspects of yourself pop up. Um, so don't, I would like I don't beat myself up over it anymore, and I don't think anyone else should. Um, but like the value in in, in actually com- like being direct with a person and calling them out on that is what you're actually doing, and what you're telling your brain is to value yourself, right? So you're you're showing yourself self respect and saying I'm not gonna just stand here and allow another individual to devalue me and make me feel um, this way. Because then you're essentially what you're doing is you're putting the power in their hand. But instead, by calling it out and actually trying to, con- like not for lack of a better word, confront, but deal with, you know, or clarify, like what are your intentions here? Showing yourself self-respect. You're giving them a, ch- a chance to explain their, their, their point of view because I can't tell you the amount of times where I've, I've like, because I like to think, oh yeah, like I can read people. I know like what people are thinking, but like the amount of times I've actually misinterpreted um, somebody's also intentions in the sense of like, you know, because I'm a very observational person. So I think oh, I can pick up on cues and everything. But the, the realistic truth is, I would say like the majority of time, most people, you could be an FBI agent. You get, you're going to get it wrong 70, 80% of the time because people are complex creatures made up of multiple like variables. You just don't know how they're thinking and what their intentions are. So the only way you can know is to get them to clarify their position. And you look, know, whether they choose to tell you the truth or not, you know what I mean like that's 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 on them um but you measure a person also by their actions not their words so if their actions and words are not matching up then you know that's a cue for you okay like again this person is you know not is being disingenuous is not being honest um i need to be mm, what's the word careful or maybe perhaps detached from that person and like don't be afraid like there's like people you know they might come off come across as scarier than they actually are like you know it's to be honest, the honest truth is most people get, like are the most afraid of being caught out for their their BS. So that if you if you, in a sense if you want power, you call somebody out on their BS in a respectful way. But like, yeah. that's the best way, at least personally, the way I see it, to approach it. It's it's true. Like, there's no point in being passive aggressive in life because I realized, and again, I'll, I'll, I'm guilty of it. The the more passive aggressive you are, the more irritated and frustrated you are as a human being because you're just letting that that sit inside of you, that feeling, right? Mm-hmm that irritability like that mm. that thing devalued and then you start kind of um it starts to grow and build up and fester inside and you know you you look at life and you see certain people who kind of get irritated over the smallest things and they you know they kind of get triggered very easily it's yeah. because 
these are the people in life when you start to see them rage they, they haven't truly in a healthy way expressed how they feel or like clearly articulated um if something's upset them in life yeah so they kind of they misdirect it and then and you see them like you know they could spill a glass of water and then they're just like you know, their reaction is so disproportionate because a glass of water can easily be um that spill that can easily be wiped and sometimes that reaction isn't necessarily projected outside it's projected in inwards in terms of they they might that internal rage redirect it towards themselves which you need to be very careful of so if you like you said spill a glass of water you don't you shouldn't be like oh i'm an idiot i'm clumsy i'm this i'm that so like you know like it's what you're doing in like in most in some instances what like what people do is they'll just blame it on somebody else or say you know like oh like express it um you know overtly like oh like i'm such a fool how can i do this but like you also need to be careful with the people that i'm um, not to be careful but to support them in the sense of like if they and of yourself but if you redirect that internally that critic and just like you know um, start talking to yourself that way that's that's it's not healthy um, you don't deserve to talk to yourself that way you know everyone like makes mistakes you know and, and i think like it's it's hard but it's like like it's about learning you know what i mean um to to just accept the fact that yes things like don't have to be tying it back to the start of the conversation perfect yeah you know and and i I feel like this applies not to just strangers or friends it applies to also like family right because a lot of us particularly if you're from like an ethnic family when i say ethnic i know everyone's from ethnic families but like let's say more like east asian middle eastern indian all that you're you're kind of told from a very young age that you know you just owe your parents respect unconditionally that's fine no one's saying no one's saying be disrespectful to your parents but as a human being as a person with their own thoughts with their own kind of desires goals and all this stuff in life it doesn't matter who it is if you feel like you're being devalued or devalued or disrespected or kind of like you know people aren't taking you seriously then you should call them out you know and if they truly love you unconditionally and they truly like want the best for you they'll be like hey look i'm sorry i didn't i shouldn't have i should have spoken to you like that you know you're on particularly if you're an adult you know um you deserve to be to be spoken to in a way that i would want to be spoken to um otherwise you're going to have this kind of very challenging kind of um broken relationship with your family because you're you're sitting there always getting kind of devalued um or disrespected or belittled or something like that and that frustration or irritability kind of grows and builds over time and i've, I've seen it with other people where all of a sudden you know this, this a person just kind of runs away from home they up and leave right or they um they decide to you know work abroad for years like because they don't rather than confronting what's what's they choose to run away or they misdirect their frustration at something else or someone else you know and maybe that's that's the thing in life a lot of people are going around um kind of raging at others or misdirecting their frustration at others or being quite irritable easily irritated about things Mm. because they're not being truly honest about how they feel Mm. you know I really like that point that you're making because like the what came to my mind when you're saying that is like people who rage when it comes to traffic yeah you know yeah. and like I think for us like I never understood it so like sometimes you can be in a car with a person and um, they would just be like irritated at the fact that we're stopped at a traffic light and it's just like because like internally for me I'm just like well yeah it's a, it's, it's a traffic light it's a red light like what's the big deal but like um, you know, there there are individuals that like really take personal issue with it. You know, like it like I, I sense they take it really personal. It's just like, you know, it's like oh, oh like I just uh, I mean like damn the lights and like, you know, like what, like I hate being stuck in traffic and like I've asked sometimes like people I'm like what, what's the big deal like it's you know they would just be like but you know it's just not efficient it's the time and it's like well I mean it's a given like when you get in the car like you know like you're going to have traffic lights and you know you might have to stop longer than what's needed you know and i the other one i've like i've been told is just like you know if i feel stuck like i feel trapped you know what if i what if i can't get out and i think that comes back to your point which is just like perhaps the reason like you're feeling because in in the the grand scheme of things you might think to yourself like it's really inconsequential because it's not something you have control over and you're choosing to react in a way which is just like 
you're making yourself upset yeah. right so and and perhaps the reason you're choosing to focus on on the traffic light you know is because like it's one a safe topic to f- externalize your frustration over because realistically what you're doing is as you said you're just redirecting the internal frustrations yeah. with respect to other issues maybe the way a friend talks to you or maybe the way somebody treats you or what happened at work or whatever you just redirect that basically onto this you know traffic light issue because it's you know it's it's neutral yeah. you know what i mean so it's it's just yeah i'm going to pass my so what, what i was going to say I, I like that you mentioned that because one thing i want people to look at is you know some people might say to them they might convince others they might say hey look i'm actually not a person who's let's, let's say they might have a beef with someone right and then they're like actually the reason why i'm irritated or angry or upset is because this person did this to me and blah 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 okay fair enough now to see whether or not that person's being honest mm. right look at their behavior in the past right or like their like how they respond to things has this person always been an angry person has this person always been a person that's easily irritated because the truth is it might not be like you said you know um the the uh, traffic light you know it might not be the fact that you this person you think is out to get you or, or you have some beef with them it might not be that you know your i don't know your work you, the people that you work with are out to undermine you and take over your job or they want to kind of force you out um if you've always been a person and when i say not like always like there's been a consistent track record of you being easily irritated easily frustrated you know or you're kind of always tense it might not actually be the case that you th- that someone's really done something to you it's that you've suppressed a feeling inside of you right um or or you haven't really communicated in a healthy way about something that deep down truly is upsetting you because either you fear the response of the person that you should be directing your your honesty and feedback to or you feel of the consequences you know of of you of you you know saying hey look when i was you know younger you know you did this or something something and you hurt me right or this hurt me or this incident really shaped me instead you go about life and there was it's funny because there was um a um a, 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 an ex, a, um an extract i saw from from family guy on tiktok where um lewis his wife goes to peter like Peter, how are you acting so normally and like you're, you're, you know, you're going out and doing things and, and like, you know, you're taking on these new hobbies and, and all of that. She's like, because your mother just died. Like, Peter, don't you want to grieve? And then Peter, <laughs> Peter's like, can you, can you actually see if you can find it on, on YouTube? Oh, we'll, we'll probably, probably try okay. Well, we'll see if we can put it up um, after I finish this. But um, Peter's like, it's okay, Lois. All I have to do is internalize my frustration, my anger, and later on in life it will turn out in in some form of like rage, where I would like take out my 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 kind of frustrations and anger on the family, even though it had nothing to do with them. Like it's 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 just so fun because Family Guy and South Park. I feel like there's always pockets of wisdom um, in in these shows, and they're they're trying they're kind of like social commentators, and you know some people might watch it for its kind of comedic value, but there's actually a deeper message. So it's it's um, Family Guy. Peter's mom passed away. Yeah, and then and Lois basically. So say Peter, uh, mother rage. Um, Lois, let's see. I think. I think it's gonna be hard. To find yeah, it might be hard to find it right now. But yeah, um, we get the gist. But yeah, the gist is yeah. She's like, hey Peter, like how can you just be smiling and pretending like everything's fine? Because at the end of the day, it's not it's not who's who's going to couple that rage and that frustration because he hasn't fully process that feeling his family the people he work with works with and it's just ironic um so i even say to people in life like again when someone's saying that this person did this to me or this is the reason why i'm upset actually no look at is okay maybe that might be true but is this person always easily irritated is this person always angry because they haven't truly addressed deeply you know deep down inside what's frustrating them because there's a lot of people that complain about the traffic and they're easily worked up and the weather, the weather they get easily it upset rained, it rained they're late to work and all that stuff's like actually these are just common things that happen in life and you just, a lot of people healthy people would accept it as a as a matter of fact but then there are people who like 
who aren't really honest about the things that truly frustrate them or that upset them in life, particularly with the people that are responsible for it. And so they kind of internalize, the, the, you know, they really drive it deep inside. But when you do that, that's so it's toxic because that energy, that, that, that kind of frequency, right, starts to distort your entire, your entire life. And then you also start to see things in a very kind of um, distorted and broken way. What do you think? hundred um, percent. I think this has been a great conversation and we've hit the one hour mark. And I just want to be mindful of just the feedback that we've received and um, that people, you know, they would like to keep this in terms of, a, you know, it, this, it, we still maintain the form as a long form. And I think one hour is, you know, is a good sweet spot just to to hit um i mean i think we could talk about this endlessly but um you know life is all about disciplining yourself and and trying to stick to like the targets that you set um so keeping that in mind guys you know we want to say thank you for tuning in to our second episode of two twins and a mic and you know we really respect the fact that you're giving us your time out of your day um just to listen to us and just to support us in as on our journey of um, becoming podcasters. Yeah. Thank you everyone. And as Eli mentioned, like, I feel like we could even continue talking endlessly. Um, and I feel like the topics we talk about are really interesting and engaging, at least for, for ourselves, but you know what, we, we're going to take your feedback seriously. We're going to kind of limit it to one hour. Um, I think we're about a minute and a half more than what we're, we're aiming for, but um, this has been two twins in a mic and we look forward to seeing you next time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ba.